I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from the Hairy Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 102 of Thoughts from the Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the so-called malleable constitution. Well, this week we continued the great gun control debate of 2018, and uh, boy, it sure has brought out the stupid in a lot of people. Uh, I mentioned last week that I'm really about finished trying to have a reasoned debate on the lack of merit uh, of gun prohibition, because you can't have a reasonable constitution. I think I mentioned uh, in the last episode Basically, you're dealing with a lot of emotional vomit. There's no logic. There is no reasoning. One of the best examples of that that I saw this week was this stupid meme that's going around Facebook. And the basic gist of it was, if I see a kid hitting another kid with a stick, I'm not going to blame the stick, but I sure am going to take the stick away from that kid. Well, yeah, so what? Of course you're going to take the stick away from a kid who's hitting another kid, but it doesn't follow that I need to go take the stick away from my next-door neighbor who's using it to prop his door open or from the kid in the next neighborhood who has a walking stick. I mean, just because one kid's hitting another kid with a stick, it doesn't follow that you're going to take away every stick from every person on the planet. And that seems to be the mentality of a lot of these gun grabbers. So like I said, there's no reason, there's no logic here, and I'm pretty much done even trying. But I am going to keep hammering on the constitutional arguments because It really goes beyond gun control. If we can make the Second Amendment into whatever we want, then we can make any part of the Constitution mean anything we want. And if that's the case, then we have an unlimited government. The government can do whatever it wants. The politicians decide, and there are no limits on government power. The Constitution has to mean something. We might as well wad it up and throw it in the garbage can. Now, in the last episode, I talked about the fact that the Second Amendment wasn't added to the Constitution in order to help me go hunting. It was there to ensure that we, the people, have the firepower to stand up against the government. It was meant to be a check on tyranny. But you can't even start to make this case when so many people believe there's no way to understand what the Constitution even means. They act like it's this indecipherable thing, like you need some kind of secret decoder ring in order to know what the Constitution means. There's this article that apparently went viral by some chick named Anastasia Bernoulli, who claims to be a veteran. 
uh, if you read her bio, it turns out she was a land surveyor in the army, and that supposedly makes her an expert on guns. And maybe she is. I really don't know. But I kind of question it, judging by the way she erroneously equivalates, uh, equates civilian AR-15s with the rifle she shot in the Army. But whatever, that's not really the point. One thing I can tell you for sure is that the Army did not turn her into a constitutional scholar. This is how she blew off the Second Amendment so she can support her crusade for gun control. She wrote, yes, yes, I hear you now. We have a Second Amendment to the Constitution, which must be held sacrosanct over all other amendments. Dude, no. The Constitution was made to be malleable. It's intentionally vague. Okay, this is an absolute absurdity, but this is actually, I think, what a lot of Americans believe. Particularly progressives. They love this whole idea that it's malleable. And, and I hear this idea that it was intentionally vague. I hear it from progressives, but I also hear it a lot from libertarians. And, and they're trying to make a case that the Constitution has no authority and you know they made it vague on purpose. It's not vague. This isn't true. In fact, it's an absurdity. Look, the Constitution isn't silly putty. You can't mold it into whatever shape that suits your political ends. This would completely undermine the entire point of a written constitution. That is to ensure that the powers of government are expressly laid out and so that they are not subject to changes at the whim of the government itself. The colonists went to war to free themselves from this very system. The British had what was what you would call an oral constitution. It wasn't written. It was literally a living, breathing constitution, and it could change if the parliament said it could change. And that was the problem the colonists had. Parliament was saying that the colonists didn't have powers that they had had all along. So the constitution is not vague intentionally nor otherwise. What it means is quite clear and unambiguous in most cases. I can really only think of a very few constitutional issues that are remotely unclear. Now, it's important to understand that the Constitution is a legal document, and when you understand this, it brings some things into focus. Legal documents are not malleable, and they're not vague. Think about your mortgage for a minute, and I've used this analogy before. You don't have a living, breathing mortgage. If the bank came along and said, uh, Mr. Homeowner, we've decided that uh, we can reinterpret your mortgage to make your interest rate 3% higher, and oh, by the way, you're going to pay twice a month instead of once a month. You know, nobody would accept that. Everybody knows that the mortgage means what was agreed to when you both signed on the dotted line. Okay, you might be thinking, Mike, how do we know what that is? How do we know what the Constitution means? Well, what we do is we look at what the supporters of the Constitution said during the ratification debates. They explained almost every clause at length. So when we talk about the Supremacy Clause, we can look and see what supporters of the Constitution said the Supremacy Clause meant. When it comes to the General Welfare Clause, we know exactly what supporters of the Constitution said general welfare meant. We know exactly how the Constitution was sold, and we know what the people thought they were agreeing to. And there we find the meaning of the Constitution. James Madison, who is often called the father of the Constitution, asserted that this is the way we must view the Constitution in a letter he wrote to Henry Lee. Madison wrote, I entirely concur in the propriety of resorting to the sense in which the Constitution was accepted and ratified by the nation. In that sense alone, 
It is the legitimate constitution. And if that be not the guide in expounding it, there can be no security for a consistent and stable more than for a faithful exercise of its powers. If the meaning of the text be sought in the changeable meaning of the words composing it, it is evident that the shape and attributes of the government must partake of the changes to which the words and phrases of all living languages are constantly subject. What a metamorphosis would be produced in the code of laws if all its ancient phraseology were to be taken in its modern sense. So here we have the father of the Constitution asserting that, no, the Constitution is not silly putty. In fact, to have this malleable Constitution that people seem to think exists would provide no security for a consistent and stable form of government. It can't be changeable. It doesn't just shift with the sands or with the whims of the mob. It means something, and we have to seek to understand what it means and we have to stick by that. Now, some people are going to say, well, Mike, uh, you know, it has to be malleable because, you know, we live in a changing world and it's the 21st century now and nobody could have foreseen all of the things that we have in 2017 as if the founding fathers didn't realize that things would change. They created a process in the Constitution to change it with the times. It's called the amendment process. So if you don't like the Second Amendment, then get busy and try to get that bad boy appeal. That's the only way that you can change it. You don't just redefine it or have a judge redefine it or simply wake up one morning and say, oh, I don't want it to mean that anymore because uh, it makes me sad and hurts my feelings. It's ridiculous. So a living, breathing constitution is dead. You cannot have a stable government with a living, breathing constitution. Your rights cannot be protected, whether it be your right to keep and bear arms, your freedom of religion, or your freedom of speech, or whatever right happens to be important to you. That cannot be protected if the constitution just changes on a whim. We have to have stability. The constitution means what it says. It is not a piece of silly putty. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10th If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the podcast over at iTunes, and it won't cost you a dime. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.